0: Hello No Bad Dog Army. As always, I hope you guys are so well. I hope you guys are however you're listening to this, if you're cleaning, make sure you get that spot in the corner. If you're driving and the kids are screaming and traffic sucks, I hope that this brings you joy and happiness and something to do. And I really do love all you guys for listening. I appreciate it so much. You don't you don't understand how nice it is to have a community to be able to do what I get to do and put this out for thousands of people each week. So thank you guys so much for the continued support and all the love and everything that we've built in this No Bad Dog community, and I'm excited to continue to grow it. This is a short and sweet podcast that I wanted to put together, uh, mainly because this is one of my number one questions pretty much all over the world no matter where I go is and I've touched on it a couple times in some other podcasts but I wanted to have it on here for you guys so you can refer friends clients or you can revisit this whenever it's necessary but one of the problems a lot of dog owners have no matter where you live is the random off-leash dog the dun 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 I just hit these little buttons and sometimes it makes these little sounds anyway that was cool let's see what these other things do now I have my own laugh track. So anyway, you guys, uh, running into off-leash dogs or off-leash dogs running into you can be all sorts of things, but mainly for most people, it could be dangerous, especially if you have a reactive dog or an aggressive dog, or if you have a non-aggressive or reactive dog and one of those dogs comes after you, it could be traumatic. It can change a lot for your dog's roadmap to life. And we see a lot of that, um, especially in the YouTube videos. And even here on the podcast, you'll hear, my dog got attacked on a walk or wherever. And it's uh, made them aggressive or anxious or fearful, or it's just changed their behavior in general. So what do you do? I think a couple things that I would tell you guys is it's almost inevitable, especially if you live anywhere where there's people and mistakes happen. These things do happen. It's not always negligence and it's not always irresponsibility shit happens. And I know that I'm a dog owner and it's happened to me. I mean, there's, there's been times where (laughs) my neighbor will text me and be like, Hey, just so you know, Lakota has been over here for like an hour. We've been playing Frisbee. She's totally fine to do that. But if you were looking for her and like somehow she's gotten out of the fence or whatever. So it's, it happens to everybody. And I, there's been a couple times, uh, my St. Bernard Thompson, when it, you guys probably already know this, but he, he didn't like other dogs after a certain part of his life. And, um, there's been times where dogs have come up to him just barking and friendly. And I've had to really do everything I can to get him away. So it doesn't make a crappy situation uh, deadly or really bad. So um, there's just some things I want to go over. So first of all, it's inevitable. It's, it's something that's going to happen. And again, even if you don't live in a neighborhood or if you live in the middle of nowhere by yourself and you bring your dog somewhere, um, these things can happen too. So if you're at the dog walking area so like a hiking trail or a walking trail or a bike trail or wherever these things can happen right people just you know my mom's one of those people she's just like oops i forgot to clip it in and the dog's running around she's trying to catch the dog and shit happens and um so what do we do? So I think the the best thing to do that's been really helpful in my experience is take control of the situation the best you can. So what I've done in the past is I've really tried to scare the other dog away. That's that's worked for me every single time. There hasn't been a time, geez, knock on wood, I'm just thinking about these things happening and it's not good. Um but knock on wood, there's been a couple occasions where dogs have come up to us um barking and kind of like fear barking like get out of here and especially Thompson at the time when he was alive he was a big intact 160 pound dog so he was pretty intimidating for dogs regardless of if he was sleeping or walking. So this episode of the No Bad Dogs podcast is brought to you by my friends at AG1. You guys may or may not know this by now but I travel quite a bit for work. I'm in airplanes, airports, I have a 10-month-old that's crawling and getting into everything and also isn't sleeping all the way through the night. So my body is pretty fatigued and I'm constantly on the road. I've been taking AG1 for a little over a year now because it's the daily foundational nutrition supplement that literally takes care of everything in my body and I drink it every single morning before I do anything. I have a routine in the morning, I wake up, I do my AG1, slurp that down in a cold glass of water and then I get into my smoothie and my coffee. And to be honest with you guys, I used to have that big pill thing with the Monday through Sunday type jammer with all the different pills in there. And AG one pretty much takes care of all of that. And it's really nice because when I'm on the road, I can just have the travel packs, pop them into my suitcase and I could take AG one with me on the road. And it feels so good to be able to be on the road and continue to start my day with a very healthy start. If you guys are looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, Try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. You guys can click the link below or drinkag1.com/mbd. That's drinkag1.com/mbd. I would just scream at the dogs. I would just yell and say, "Hey, hey, hey, get out, get out! No, 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 no!" And just get as big as I can with my voice. It's always stopped dogs in their tracks, um, but it's also alerted the dog owners that didn't realize their dog was outside as they're inside watching Saturday Night Live or something. They're like, what the hell is going on? And then they realize their dog's not laying in their bed and bang, bang, boom. So that's kind of a universal thing to do. Um, and so, it, it. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You're, you don't want to escalate a situation and make your dog freaked out by what's happening. But at the same time, if you have a good opportunity to stop a dog in their tracks, with yelling and screaming to negate a really bad situation happening or a fight. Um, especially, you know, and I've had clients that have had very deadly situations, um, multiple deaths and in these off leash dog fights, it is a pretty serious thing. And if you haven't had it happen to you, it's great, but there's also like a really good chance that it will happen to you. Um, and so I just want you guys to be prepared and know what to do because it's important. So, Uh, So yelling and screaming to try to get the other dog to stop, hopefully alerting the owner of the dog uh, to also come grab their dog or understand that their dog is out. But sometimes there's no other people to be found. And uh, that happens more often than not, I find. But um, So I typically will bring an extra leash with me as well. Uh, I have one dog myself, a uh, personal dog, Lakota. And so when I'm out walking, to be honest, she's, she's usually off leash with my e-collar. And um, I have a leash with me and it's, the this is so crazy. The leash that I carry with me is actually for other dogs on walks. As crazy as that sounds, that's why I bring a leash with me on walks. And I'm very responsible about it, of course. And I also know my neighborhood and I know who lives here and I know my dog. So uh, I'll just give context to that too. So having that extra leash on you is really important because you're able to if you do have another dog like what I do with Lakota if if I was in a situation is I would put her into a down and then I would try to anchor the dog towards me. So I'd say hey buddy and I'd just like get the dog towards me. I would leash up the dog so they didn't get to Lakota. Lakota, you know, not for nothing she doesn't she doesn't really like other dogs. She's not like an aggressive. She's going to go after dogs, but if dogs she doesn't know gets in her face, she'll correct him. And you know, we just don't want that. Um, it's not fair to the other dog cause they don't really know. It's not fair to my dog. Either. It's not fair to anybody, really the owner's fault uh, at the end of the day, but you know, things do happen. Like I said, so I carry that extra leash. I would recommend you guys do that too. If you're on a trail walk or if you're a dog walker, or if you walk often, and again, these are situations that if you don't, if this has never happened to you, I can promise you, uh, that the, the actual information that we're talking about right now is, is, you know, could could be really be helpful in the future. So anyway, so these are the types of things that you should do is that leash, have it out. Um, just put it in your pack, clip it on you. Our dog training leashes come with a, a, a ring at the end of our handle. So you can wear it like a like a crossbody type style, so it clips. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is is halt spray, which is essentially like a it's a pepper spray that's created specifically for deterring unwanted dogs. Uh, so it's a little holster, little can. And again, I've talked about this several times uh, on many different platforms, but again, this is a little tiny can that says halt. You can get it on Chewy and Amazon, if you live in the States, I'm not sure if you live in other places. I know this is, this is a big podcast in the UK as well as in Australia. So, uh, Halt spray or just p- pepper spray in general. Um, and funny enough, <laughs> my, we were in Canada and my nanny was with us. Uh, our nanny was with us and, uh, there was bear spray signs all over because we were in Canmore. So like the Banff area, where there's lots of bears, black bear and grizzly bears. And, um, they were selling bear spray everywhere. She said, "So funny." She said, "Do you spray the bear spray on you, or do you spray the bear?" Which is a completely hysterical question, but it's also unfortunately a logical question because it's like, you know, like if you had bug spray, you, that's what you do—you put it on you. But obviously, bear spray—you wouldn't do that. So the objective here is the same thing as bear spray: is you'd spray it and deter it, deter the animal. So whatever the animal is coming after you. So if you see an off-leash dog running after you and you're like, oh shit, you take that spray out, you start backing up and screaming, yelling, really not screaming. And you're spraying the direct line of where the dog is coming from to deter them. Um, and then if the dog's coming fast enough, obviously spraying them in the in in the general direction is a good idea too so they don't get to you uh, especially again if you have like a smaller dog or if you have kids or if you have multiple dogs you have an elderly dog this could be life or death so don't be afraid to spray it aggressive off-leash dog in the face because them running away with their eyes hurting is much better than a deadly dog fight so there's that um <clears throat> keeping that on you i know when i was walking around with thompson that was such a confidence booster for me knowing that I had a backup plan that I could pretty much use at any point in time and then um the other thing that is is helpful is is a there's a, there's noise makers that you can get so in my last uh, out of state program somebody had mentioned there's like I can't remember what it's called but you can go on Amazon I'm going to do it right now because the, there's a computer in front of me but if you go on Amazon and let's say you type in like noise maker um, to, Oh, actually it says, wow, this is weird. Noisemaker to scare dogs. So I know that there's a, there's one called a doggy don't, which is a little bit more expensive. There's one on here for 35 bucks. Um, there's also bear horns that are little mini things. So there's all sorts of different things that you guys can get, uh, to deter dogs. I wouldn't suggest like a dog whistle. Cause that's not going to deter a dog, especially a dog that's coming after you. So those are things I would do too. I just have those things on you. Um, you know, I'm looking at this, this has five and a half stars, uh, on over nine, th- almost 10,000 reviews, which is, Almost fake seeming, but anyway, um it's nice. I would be using that. Again, you guys have like if you live in and it's not this this is also very, 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 very um universal to um other things in life too. Uh depending on where you live. Like bears, it could be mountain lions, it could be wolves, it could be whatever. Um so these are all just great things that you can do. Um, to deter these animals away from you, uh, and again, like uh, the other thing is, is if you have a dog that you're walking with and you have another person, it's also really helpful. Like in a situation, if I had a uh, unwanted dog approaching us, I would hand my dog off to <clears throat> my wife if she's with us. And I would approach or try to handle or confront the off-leash dog as well. So if you do walk with somebody else, that is important. I remember again, my dog was 160 pounds. My wife is probably 110 pounds, soaking wet. And no matter what training my dog has, if at any point my dog wanted to go, um, he could have and uh, he didn't. But so it, it always like had a good peace of mind in my end that she carried around, uh, that halt spray and these other things to just, you know, make sure things are okay. And then I just want to go into like, what happens if there is a dog fight, because I think that that's important too. Cause I, that's proud of, you know, that's like the next step to what happens if another dog does latch on to your dog. Um, and m- the most successful thing that I have found, cause I have a daycare and I have, I've had a daycare now for probably 6 years. Um I used to run it myself for many years and I would fill in. I don't go there anymore. It's kind of a self-run thing now. So Excuse me, that's nice, but when a dog is uh trying to lat- when a dog latches on to another dog, uh it's 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 a lot of times really hard to get him off. So um if if you are just somebody who is walking your dog, this is just knowledge for you. There's also some equipment that you can get Um, again, I'll just go to Amazon just to see. So one of the things that you can get when you're, if a dog latches is a bite bar. Um, so they use them a lot for police handlers. So when we train a dog to bite something and not let go, typically when they're in the heat of the moment and they're on to a, a human, um, (laughs) the bite bar, let me just see. Uh, I'm just going on Amazon to just see what this looks like for you guys. Um, but yeah, the bite bar is one of those things that basically you just it's like a little black metal bar typically. Um, and you put it into the back of like the dog's mouth and you just go sideways on it and it pops open their mouth typically. So (laughs) I'm looking at uh, these things now. So there's, there's professional dog, no bite sticks for separates, uh, food aggression (laughs) protects crowbar. Um, it's funny, the keywords they use in these things, but yeah, these are nice because you just have it on you. Um, we have it in daycare just in case. Um, it's very important. Um, I'm looking at it right right now and the pictures are hysterical. If you guys want a good laugh, you can go to, <laughs> you can go to Amazon and type in uh, dog, no bite stick. They're just like photoshopping dogs playing in this big hand with this stick. Um, so anyway, it's good to use, um, for dogs who just don't out or don't let go, um, different breeds are more prone to not let go as well. Uh, but the other thing that I have found the most helpful when a dog latches on is pull their back legs. So there's a lot of different theories in my head that I think why this happens, but I think most importantly, when a dog latches on to another dog, they put all their weight in the front or the back and they pull kind of back and forth um and they're very locked in and so once they lose that balance of their legs being gone it really jars them up for a second and it gives you an opportunity for the dog to let go i've never had a dog not let go when doing that ever it's like been the number one thing that immediately the dog's just let go you just yank their back legs out from underneath them as they're holding on to another dog um, depending on, I don't want to get too in depth in this cause I don't want to get too dark, but, um, the other thing that I have, uh, done in certain situations for dogs who have gone after smaller dogs is I will wrap my, I'm not even going to go into this in detail cause I don't want you guys to even try to think to do this, but try to stop the shake essentially. So dogs will kill other dogs by shaking them, especially from their size. So I don't know, it's it's dark. So I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, you guys. um, Yeah. So one other thing before I uh, before I end this podcast is again, I I appreciate you guys so much for for hanging out with me and and listening to this podcast. I'm going to be answering three of your dog training podcast at the end of this. And if you guys have your questions as the listener, if you guys want to ask me specific questions, all you guys have to do is head over to the iTunes review chart and leave your reviews in that chart. And if you guys are just listening to this and you don't have any questions, it would mean the world to me. We do this absolutely for free two to three times a week for you guys. Specifically, if you guys want to leave a review anywhere, um, it would mean the world to me. We appreciate it a lot. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Okay. I got to get into the questions first though. So <laughs> this, this one comes from Leah, the lab uh, resource guarding. We love your podcast and have already gotten some good tips uh, for e-collar use and resource guarding. Our dog doesn't guard food, only treasures, shoes, bones in the woods, random garbage uh, that she finds and knows she probably isn't supposed to have. Are there any training exercises we can do to work on non-food resource guarding? Um, so this is this has been a very common thing uh, that I've talked about. I did a podcast on resource guarding recently. I can't remember what episode it is. This is one of those things I don't give advice. This is probably the only thing I don't give advice on over anything other than being in front of me because resource guarding can be very dangerous. It could be dangerous for your relationship, it could be dangerous for you physically, it could be dangerous for many different ways. I don't typically give any type of resource guarding. Um, Once the dog I I do resource guarding prevention from with puppies and how to prevent it, or how to uh, eliminate it from happening or decrease the likelihood of it happening. But once a dog has resource guarding issues, I, I really don't give advice. It's like the only thing on the planet that I do not give advice for because it is very dangerous. But the only thing I will say is having a really good out and a really good leave it. You would have to do the out or leave it out of the context of the dog actually biting something so if they found a rock or a shoe don't work on leave it or out then you would work on leave it or out with something less valuable uh this is something that you really need help with like somebody sent us a dm the other day that one of my staff showed me of a dog having resource guarding issues and it was just an just a nightmare of like what the dog owner was trying to do and it's only a nightmare because they don't know what to do they don't they have no idea what to do and i'm telling you guys right now if you're listening resource guarding is a very dangerous and scary thing, or at least it can be, it can escalate really quickly. And I highly suggest reaching out to a trained professional that has results into this field. Um, but that's, again, I don't mean, I gave you some tips, but I don't mean to negate it completely. I just really, you know, for safety issues, don't talk about it a lot. I'm going to drink some of my matcha been on an iced matcha kick. It's just one of those things. Um, Taylor and I have been so busy lately. Um, and I just had that midday matcha. It's better than a coffee. So, next one comes some question and rave review from Alicia BG. Hi, Tom, my husband, and I love your podcast and channel. We are coming to you from Seattle, Washington. A little over two months ago, we rescued a one-year-old neutered border collie from Texas. He came to us with extreme uh, scared and frightened over people and super unsocialized. We hired a trainer right away and have completed seven weeks of private training with e-collar. Maverick is a pro at his place, his bed, his heel, middle, sit, etc. Um, uh, he, however, still has some issues we are trying to work through and can't seem to figure it out. Once he is still very reactive to semi, one he is still very reactive to semi trucks, buses, garbage trucks, delivery trucks. We can't, we can get him to come back to a heel for a quick second but as soon as we start walking he frantically searches for our car or home and it takes a while for us to get him calmly or back into a heel he also does this in the home and he will run and hide in the bathtub any tips to reduce reduce reactivity the best thing to do with something like this is desensitization so getting him out into these situations and to continue to desensitize him Um, this may be a trigger for a some sort of um, traumatic response that he's had in the past a lot of dogs who have been transferred up from places like Texas to Washington, um, they hear that truck and it just triggers them. It just gives them PTSD and they don't know what to do with it, or they're just scared of this noise. They don't know where it's coming from. Um, So desensitization by getting the dog into these environments as often as you can and then rewarding the dog if they do behave. Um, I typically will just move around with the dog and give them a job. It's also something that you can work towards so i wouldn't go two feet four feet ten feet from one of these trucks what i would do is excuse me do the best you can to get close to the trucks without overdoing it without being unfair um so moving away and you know working from afar is a good idea two is we have noticed resource guarding tendencies towards our neighbor's dog we watch pretty often we don't let them play with toys this is another resource guarding thing um just kind of reading it in my head really quick Um, yeah so I I don't have any videos on this but I do have a podcast on resource guarding Uh, I would uh, have you guys check out I don't I'm trying to look at my I can't remember what episode it is let me just double check so episode 175 is resource guarding 101 Um, I would check that out for anybody that's uh, got the the resource guarding questions again I don't I don't get into it too much because it's a liability and it's just unfair. Um, So you have been so helpful in the last couple months getting to know our guy. Thanks to all you do. It's extremely valuable. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and your husband. And it sounds like you guys are doing excellent work. Congratulations on all the success. Um, And as far as the resource guarding. Check out 175 on the podcast. And if you want to like really dive into it with me, you can book an online with me and I'd be happy to go go over it in detail with uh, context from you guys. Next episode comes from uh, River555555, best podcast ever. I am 14 years old and want to be a dog trainer. And when I'm older, I know that there's a lot of different types of dog trainers out there. I'm not really sure what I want to be, but I really like the way that you train and asking if you have any good tips and tricks on how to prepare me, uh, for, to be a good dog trainer. My name is Ransley. Thanks. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Ransley. Um, my suggestion is, is if you're really calling towards, well, two things is I have two podcasts, well, multiple podcasts with other trainers. There's three in particular, one with Natalie Dopkins about how she created her career and her struggles that she went through that everyone goes through. She was very candid and vulnerable about that, which is really helpful for you guys. I don't know what episode it is. Um, The other two with Will Atherton, which is another trainer that kind of like we go through very similar patterns uh, and very similar stories between him and I. And so that's another episode that I would check out. But I would just, again, like figure out what – avenue you want to go down which it sounds like you want to get into behavior uh and the best thing to do is go and shadow a bunch of different dog trainers and learn as much as you can online when i first started i had leerberg videos i had michael ellis way back in the day shot on an iphone 2 or whatever whatever it was um now there's, I mean, we're shooting documentaries on a 6k camera on sessions that cost $10,000 for people and we're shooting them and uploading them for free to the members club. So the members club is also a good place to go and find uh, a bunch of different unreleased content. That's more educational and less entertainment. Um, it's a less fast paced thing. It's more realistic. Um, so my suggestion is to check out some of that stuff. And then, um, again, just like try to shadow people. I mean, you're 14. So it's great that you're this passionate about it this early and you're taking initiative. Um, so that's what I would do is I would just go and like find a safe place to, to, to maybe shadow. You can spend your weekends, you can volunteer at a shelter, um, things like that. Those are the suggestions I would make, obviously, because of your age, you'd have to, you know, talk to your parents and get permission and all that stuff. But, um, those are the things I would do is to just try to figure out like, what, what you like. It sounds like you like behavior. Um, and that's great. And that's a good place to start knowing what you like. Next thing you should probably do is try to find somebody that you can, you know, maybe go at the shelter and volunteer time walking dogs or picking up kennels, or maybe your first job when you're old enough is working at a kennel. And that's the best way to really get your hands into it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just continue to Get all this free stuff that other people are paying for on the internet, because <laughs> that's the beauty of, especially for me and my YouTube videos. That those every single session that you guys see is three thousand dollars per session, um, for in person anyway. Online sessions that you guys hear are four hundred bucks. You guys, I'm literally recording it and just giving it away for free. I could be charging half of that every time, but I don't, because um, I want people to get better. I want people to learn. So. Uh, now you're 14. So you have a really great opportunity. Soak all that free stuff up from me and other people that are doing stuff that you like doing stuff that inspires you doing something that motivates you. Um, yeah. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, do me a solid favor, you guys, please, please, please go over to the iTunes review chart or the Apple or the, uh, Spotify and uh, leave a review. We're also coming to London and we have some new merch below. We have brand new shirts with come with a sticker, which is dope. And we have our new interactive professional dog training treat pouch listed below. And we got some coffee. We got so much going on. You guys, everything's listed below. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.